I am Georgia Martel and you're listening to the Oh Shit Twins podcast, a podcast created to directly talk to the parents of multiples. Episode 2, I'll be discussing birth trauma with Dr. Emma. Dr. Emma is a clinical psychologist. She co-founded Make Birth Better Network. The aim is to increase awareness of birth trauma. With the increased risk of multiple pregnancies, many including myself are not even aware of birth trauma. We'll be delving into the reasons why this might be the case. So firstly, I just want to thank Dr. Emma for agreeing to do this podcast with me today on this really... I'll say a personal subject for me. This is something when I started the podcast, I knew I wanted to talk about. So with today's subject we're going to be discussing is PTSD, birth trauma. Now I'm going to start off with my experience. My twin daughters were born at 27 weeks. It was a spontaneous birth. I was already in hospital because I was having pains and then I spontaneously went into, into labor. I gave birth around 2.30. I didn't get to see my girls about nine o'clock in the evening, just because I found out later on that it was really busy for King's Hospital at the time. They had more than usual early births. So they just couldn't let me come up. It was just too hectic. Mm -hmm. And then when I did go up to see them, I found out that one of them had to be moved to another hospital. So one of them had to go to St. Thomas's and they were separated for a week. So that's just a rundown of kind of what Mm -hmm. I went through. And I want to throw over to Dr. M just to kind of give the symptoms that's if you may be thinking you might be suffering from it or Mm. just to just just to give people introduction into what would be classified as symptoms of birth trauma or PTSD. So I think it's really important to just say that it's quite a new area of research still. I mean it's it's only in the kind of early 2000s that we even started seeing research articles about birth trauma Mm. and I know from colleagues involved in research that you know they'd applied for research grants and the response was well you know you can't get you can't get traumatized by birth can you you know and I think there's been such a strong narrative around for such a long time that birth is the happiest day of your life and it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter how it goes for you as the mum what matters is that you have a baby or babies at the end of it and I think because of that there has been a real scarcity of interest in birth trauma up until really recently, I mean, if we're thinking it's only 20 years and Mm. in psychology research, that is really like a drop in the ocean. Um, and I think it's something that we've been discussing recently actually at Make Birth Better is whether the terminology is kind of accurate because we can talk about PTSD, we can talk about PTSD kind of in the perinatal period so some women already feel um, traumatised during their pregnancy, they might have a history of trauma already so there might be a fear of birth that can feel traumatic too so that can be quite complicated and then there are those who are traumatised by their birth experience itself Mm-hmm. And then there are lots of people who are traumatized by the aftermath. So it may be that people have trauma related to their feeding experience. It may also be people who have had a traumatic journey to becoming pregnant. You know, so there's yes, the whole okay. area of birth trauma is really vast. And actually, in some ways, we've been talking recently about, you know, should we be calling it birth and perinatal trauma? Because actually, in the end you kind of come into your parenting experience traumatized and in some ways it doesn't it doesn't I mean it does matter to the individual but 
the, the kind of things that have led them to that traumatic place are less important than you know how it actually feels to to feel traumatized as you're entering your parenting journey which is a really difficult thing um, so I think if we think about the, de the definition of PTSD around birth is that you have experienced birth or the circumstances around birth as being a threat to your life or the life of your baby or somebody that you love so also partner can be traumatized by witnessing yeah. a birth that has been really difficult and you might so that has to that has to happen that's the kind of first criteria you have to have a, an event around the birth that feels like it's been that threatening severely mm -hmm. threatening and then we would expect to see a number of symptoms as well kind of related to that so at least one symptom that we, we would call re-experiencing symptoms mm -hmm. so that's things like flashbacks it's nightmares and it's funny because when you think about flashbacks we often think oh it's like you just go back in to that place but actually for some people it's much more subtle than that you know it might just be that they have a flash of a feeling that they're back there yeah and it, it might not be that you have a kind of you know real visual memory it might just be that you have this sense i'm back there i'm back in that place or you have a, a really strong kind of physical reminder of how you felt at the time mm -hmm. so it's you know flashback can refer to something that is quite abstract and you will know if that's something that you've experienced i yeah. think you know that kind of sense of being back there and mm -hmm. um, we would also expect to see some symptoms of avoidance so you might avoid you know medical setting you might avoid speaking to midwives you might avoid going to the gp surgery afterwards you might also avoid just walking past the place where you gave birth you don't want to have that reminder yeah again what can be really complicated for some people is that their baby or babies can be a reminder so for some people actually they avoid the baby and that can be really difficult obviously because that has an impact on bonding and um, so you know you might see some you know parent who is just really keen to hand their baby over to people at every opportunity because just looking at that baby can just feel too difficult mm -hmm. and then there are kind of the more symptoms that you notice around your mood your emotions so we might notice that you might be feeling a bit flat a bit negative you might be attributing really negative things to the experience so that might be things about you or it might be things about the people who were there or the setting you know so might be things like I I failed you know it was it was my failure I didn't yeah. give birth the way that I expected and that was my fault or it might be all of those midwives let me down the hospital system is absolutely rubbish there is no good in any of that you know maternity system so that can also be a kind of negative it's those kind of negative meanings that we attribute to the whole experience and the last one is that is the one that actually I think that people notice the most and can have a, a real impact on them kind of as they go into their parenting journey is the kind of reactivity. So that kind of high arousal state that we find ourselves in when we're very, very stressed. Yeah. You know, that kind of adrenaline filled state. And, you know, when we get triggered by something, so you might have a flashback, you might have, it might just be that something triggers you. You're already in that really high state of arousal. So it doesn't take much to kind of flip you over into a place where you're just feeling highly highly anxious yeah. so you might be jumpy you might have trouble sleeping you might just notice that actually you're just feeling on edge all the time a bit irritable 
And I think the most important thing to say about all of it is that it's completely subjective. So that is something that is really well understood about birth trauma now, that not by everybody, but certainly kind of, you know, I'm hoping that it's a message that is getting out there, is that it doesn't matter what your birth was like, it is how you experienced it that matters. So if you felt that it was threatening to you, you felt that there were times where you felt you or your baby were unsafe, or your partner, if, if, uh, you know, you've witnessed a traumatic birth, that's what matters. That's what can leave you with symptoms of trauma. So this podcast is from a multiples angle. So with the statistics that are so high of, for example, preterm, preterm labor mm. and um, complications with, with, you know, if you have twins, if triplets, mm-hmm. I was thinking my experience of why I, it's never been brought up as a possibility i did get asked a lot about yeah postnatal depression of of course and even that was in a way like you know oh here's a leaflet you know about postnatal depression how are you feeling i'm okay they kind of move on to the next thing yeah but with all these complications that they know about i got scanned every two weeks i was in the mm. high risk category is NHS just not deeming this as important as postnatal depression or is it because it's just so early on in its infancy? I think it's just still really misunderstood actually and I think there probably is an awareness among some professionals that there would be an increased likelihood that you might have a traumatic experience if you have a multiple pregnancy. I think for those reasons that you mentioned, there's an increased likelihood of preterm birth and increased likelihood that you might have a NICU stay, which can often be really traumatic in itself. Then all of the things that are around that being separated from the baby. If you've had any kind of an emergency intervention, then that can feel very traumatic. So we know that having an emergency C-section is one of those factors that raises your um, probability of feeling traumatized. Not always. You know, all of these things are kind of factors that might increase or decrease your likelihood. I think that generally speaking, postnatal depression can be used as a bit of a shorthand for lots of different things. I mean, postnatal depression and anxiety are still the most common mental health problems that people will experience after birth. I mean, PTSD and birth trauma, the official stats are that it's kind of one in 25 women, Mm. but we think that it's probably quite a lot more because there might be a lot of people who don't meet the full PTSD criteria, but they do have lots of symptoms, but not quite in that kind of diagnostic sense. Mm -hmm. We think that there's a, a kind of between a quarter and a third of women experience some aspect of their birth as traumatic, which is a lot higher than that kind of one in 25 number and I think you know if you if you think about just how hard it was for you to identify what it was that you'd Mm. experienced and how many other women feel like that where they can go we've got a a mum who works with us a lot on Make Birth Better called Jo Page and she didn't identify that her birth was traumatic until her son was 23 Wow! and you know in that time people were talking about it suddenly she realized wow you know, that's what happened to me. Actually, it wasn't okay what happened to me. And, you know, these are the symptoms that I've been living with all of that time. So I think because of that, people don't come come forward. They don't speak to the GP. Yeah. They don't speak to their midwife. They think that what they experienced was normal. So I think there are a lot more people who experience birth trauma than we, than we think. I think so in some ways, you know, there's a bit of a shorthand, I think often that's used by medical professionals where they just say, you know, perinatal mental health problems, it's just depression and that's not the case. And actually the treatments, the things that work for depression and for trauma are very different. Yeah. And lots of people have 
depression as well you know so there might be that there might be an element of that it's quite common to experience depression and birth trauma together and um, but often because you know the, because feeling traumatized when you start parenting is really so far from the experience that you wanted that that, that can also really kind of lead to a depressed mood as well so i think you know there is it's not for a kind of lack of will i think there is a kind of more of an understanding now of the importance of birth trauma I, I mean, it, I, I wish it was the case that women who were higher risk in any category were told about all of the possible postnatal mental health problems yeah. that they might experience. Yeah. It would be so helpful to just know, oh, yeah, I remember that thing that I was told about at my booking an appointment. Maybe that's what I'm going through at the moment. So that seed has been planted and you don't have to go and do all of that research for yourself. Yeah, because in, in my case, sorry, is someone sent me an article. It was literally... PND versus PTSD and it was mm. literally about how they believe that a lot of women are being diagnosed with postnatal depression rather than, yes. rather than PTSD so when they listed it the symptoms I was like oh yeah I can I, that, that that's where I fit because in my case I knew I had gone through something traumatic but I just left it kind of as I was yeah. saying it to my other half yeah, yeah and you're just like you know my children are sick I've, you know they're in yeah. hospital you focus on that then they come home you focus on that you don't return back to hospital you, there's always something else to focus on I think that's the thing that's so difficult to identify because yeah. if you're the one as the person going through it who's got to identify it and then you've got to find the time and the mental energy to go and speak to somebody about it and you've got two babies who've been unwell yeah I mean how are you I mean they're even I mean, you're on survival mode then right you know you're in this kind of emergency you're just every day is kind of so full on so to even have the space to think about yourself and what you're feeling I mean often that does come a lot later for people where they kind of look back and go hang on a minute I the you know the kids have started to settle down a bit my babies feel a bit more settled I feel a bit more like I know what I'm doing oh, yes basically there, there is a feeling I think for, for many people and I think that is much more amplified for parents of multiples that you know you are in survival mode in those early days and every day is difficult and every day is really full on and you're not thinking about yourself you're just you know kind of just doing all of the things that need to be done and then a lot of the time parents will reach a point where they everything feels a bit more settled and maybe your babies are about six months old you feel a little bit more in the swing of things but you then you realize that you're still not okay and you still mm. don't feel okay yeah, and it's then that people often kind of look back and think what's that about why is it that I'm feeling like this and the really unfortunate thing is that perinatal mental health services in the NHS often end at a year that is changing so there will there are kind of new measures coming in where they want it to be extended to two years which mm. is which is great because actually for so many people those first six months are just a complete haze yeah, yeah and it's yeah. only after that that they yeah. go oh actually hang on a minute I'm not okay you know the babies are doing okay and I'm kind of getting to grips with this but I still feel like I'm not okay so is I'm trying to trying to think is what would you suggest on how uh, birth trauma or someone experienced who how, who has experienced a traumatic birth gets picked up quicker do you 
is there any suggestions that you have? I would love it if GPs would ask and help mm. visitors. I mean, you know, we do, I do a lot of work with Make Birth Better, which was an organisation mm. that I co-founded in 2018 mm. with Dr. Rebecca Moore, who's a brilliant perinatal psychiatrist. And we now have a team of people and a fabulous CEO, Nikki Watson, who's literally taken our, you know, grassroots organisation and is making it into something that is yeah. actually hopefully going to make an impact. And we, you know, we talk a lot about what we would love to see, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of things that we would love to see. And we did a big campaign called Think Trauma Now in April. Mm-hmm. And we we'd done this report kind of last at the beginning of the year, and then COVID hit and we were on lockdown and we thought well, there's no point in releasing it now because actually, you know, maternity services were absolutely up in up in the air at that point yeah. anyway. And then we thought, no, let's release it because actually there are there's so many women who've been giving birth on their own in the last few months. Yeah, kind of or you know, maybe with a partner during the actual birth but then on their own for that kind of after bit mm. and you know those women are going to be you know there, there will be an increased likelihood of trauma there mm. and midwives and the staff who've been on those maternity wards working in such unusual ways and yeah. under such a lot of pressure again those staff can also be traumatized of by course. what they experience so i think you know so we 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 think a lot about you know what would we like to see and one of the things that we'd love to see is people being asked regularly about how not about what how you know what was your birth like but how did you feel about your birth yeah and if gps were to ask that at the six week check if we were to then ask that again when the midwife comes and again when you meet your health visitor and again you know a year later so it's a regular question so that when people do have a chance to process it it's something that can be talked about quickly it's funny you say that because i'm thinking the back and no one ever asks me that they well, not even family or friends, no, right? No, no. Yeah. I was People saying it. Don't ask. Yeah, yeah, I was literally. I was saying it to my other half, like, like it was traumatic, and it dawned on him when we were watching. Oh, so this is how you get away with murder. I probably said it wrong. Okay. With Viola Davis, and there was oh, an right. episode, and literally it was just on the television because he watches it. I don't. The a lady was in a lift and she started going into labour and she was early. And she literally gave delivered in the lift, like on her own, and this tiny fetus mm. came out, and I broke down. Mm. I literally yeah. fell apart, and then that's when he was. That's when I think it dawned on him that, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying because I literally was saying to him, I can't watch this, I can't watch this, turn it off, turn it off. But he was like, oh, you know, the babes is all right. What would you mean? And then when he saw me fall apart, it 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 dawned on him that okay now i'm connected to what what you've been saying what you actually yeah, well it's like you know it sort of triggers a flashback in a way doesn't it yeah, those definitely. kind of things that you and those are the things that we will avoid you know we'll yeah. avoid watching things about birth we'll avoid hearing yeah. people's birth stories which mm-hmm. can be so triggering i think i don't know why it is why don't we speak why don't we ask women about their birth like why don't we go over to people's houses and just say tell me tell me everything you know yeah. positive and negative all of the good and the bad stuff because it's so I mean that was originally why we set up the Make Birth Better platform because 
people just want to share and you know we, we we have to do it in a careful way because of it course. can that can be a sort of you know that retelling of the story can actually be quite re-traumatizing sometimes yeah. but yeah. if you can tell the story and process what's happened and have your experience validated that in itself yeah. can be so healing and okay. to have somebody just sit with you and go wow that sounds like it was really hard and even you know what do you think you needed and what can we do now that is going to mean that you can leave that story in the past and not take it forward with you into the future and it doesn't take a lot for a lot of people you know it can just be being able to really have somebody hear and hear what they experienced and be told that how they feel is completely valid mm -hmm. and I think that it can be so difficult to even hear that so you know I speak to a lot of women who will go and have a debrief at the hospital after they've had a difficult time and mm -hmm. some debriefs are really helpful and really validating and there is an apology and other debriefs are much more kind of well we don't want you to complain so let me explain explain to you why everything that we did was for the right reasons and mm, okay. you know, it can be helpful to understand but you can come out feeling really invalidated and like your experiences has not been listened to yeah. and I think that can often be a real barrier for a lot of people is that sense of if somebody doesn't invite it and if somebody doesn't say it's okay for you to talk about how you feel about this Definitely. then you know the narrative is you're supposed to be okay because your babies are okay so you know just yeah. get on with it and it, it takes a lot to be able to step over that barrier and say actually do you know what you're telling me that I'm okay but I'm really not okay and I need yeah. to think about this with somebody mm. and you know when everybody is telling you just put it away and push it to one side and leave it behind it's really hard to say no do you know what that, that really painful thing I want to pull it out and I want to look at it and I want to think about it so you can see why lots of people you know choose not to do that and mm. I think for those who are listening you know for the doctors and the midwives and the families and the friends and the partners they don't want to look at it either because it's really upsetting it, we're not good at yeah. sitting with people's upset you know it's hard to do that it is, so, it is. I'm sure it, it would invoke feelings and emotions in them I know my other half I think in his mind it was just best not to go into it because he thought that was the best way to support me because he, yes. he didn't want to upset me but yeah. you know as time went on it, it didn't as I say you know you kind of it dawns on you that no yeah yeah my children are okay now I can feel like I, I can exhale but I'm not mm. okay with how how it went and I'm s still feeling you know the avoidance I to mm. this day I don't feel comfortable watching births and things like that yeah. I just avoid all of that I used to love you know born every minute shows like that no I can't watch I can't watch no like I can't that. watch that anyway <laughs> I, used to love, I guess it also when you really go through it yourself you're like yeah okay I get it <laughs> I also find like is it this I mean one of the big you know my big bugbears is that mm -hmm. we present such a limited story about what birth is so yeah. i mean you know we're talking about one born every minute they're all hospital births more yeah. or less yeah you know they're all women in pretty kind of submissive positions mm -hmm. and being told what to do and they're edited so you don't see all of the kind of really boring bits and the mm -hmm. bits where people are sitting around going okay what's happening you also don't see the bits that are 
really difficult. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And you also don't see the bits where people take the baby home and go, what the hell just happened? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, because that's what we see about birth. And I think that if we talked about birth more openly and all of the nuance around birth and that birth can be really traumatic, but there might even be really beautiful parts of a traumatic birth. And we need to be able to speak about all of it really openly and not have this kind of, you know, this sort of dichotomous approach where it's like either birth is good or bad and mm-hmm. either you had like a great positive birth or you had a really terrible traumatic mm-hmm. birth actually there's so many people it's both and if we could yeah. think about that like super early on like i wish that we talked about this with children in school mm-hmm. like, you know, this is what birth is and this is how you can prepare for it and you know this is how partners should be preparing for it rather oh, than definitely. just definitely definitely like, now you're pregnant here's your like couple of antenatal classes you're gonna know what to do and you know it's the, the onus is then on us to educate ourselves and a lot of the education that's out there is also really limited so mm-hmm we go into both often really blind as to what can happen and you know what, what we can do about it if things don't go as we expected so if what would you recommend to maybe somebody who's listening who feels that they that they might just have the realization now that they had a traumatic experience and might not be ready to you know like approach anybody but just maybe something they could do with themselves at home when they have a moment so I would say we've got some crib sheets on the Make Birth Better website mm-hmm. and you can have a look through there and just see if there's anything on there that would be helpful. So there's things on there like what kind of therapies and treatments are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also, so I wrote a book last year about birth oh, trauma called Why, Why Birth Trauma Matters and um, there's an exercise that you can do in there which I do a lot with people in sort of clinical work where you know, you kind of go through your story and you think about what it meant for you. And and all of the kind of therapies and treatments that are there around trauma are about kind of integrating that traumatic memory into your kind of normal long-term memory stores. Mm-hmm. So when we experience a trauma, it is stored in our brain in a very different way to our kind of normal everyday experiences. And yeah. that's why it can feel so fragmented when it kind of comes popping out as a flashback or as a night. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the treatments are around how do we integrate that memory and know that that okay that happened but we are safe and it's about kind of really instilling that feeling of safety yeah so you can you can if you feel safe to do so you can write your birth story you can think about kind of what it meant to you and what were the meanings that you attributed to the different things that you experienced often there are kind of particular moments that will have a real kind of resonance for you like a bit of a kind of stab in the heart feeling and those are the bits that often I think it's really useful to think what was I feeling at that time what did I what meaning did I make of that time what did I need then and then to be able to to go through that story and say that now I am safe now I am okay now my babies are safe um I wouldn't recommend doing it if you feel like it's going to be very upsetting I think you know you will know whether you feel that you're able to kind of tolerate that do it with somebody else do it with somebody there with you or let somebody know that you're doing it even if you feel like it's going to be okay always let somebody know even if it's a partner or a friend so that you've got an opportunity to think it through with somebody yeah. and there are lots of, you know there's lots of great resources out there birth trauma association has a great faith 
Facebook community. There's a lovely book also called How to Heal a Bad Birth, which is really lovely and got lots of kind of good ideas in there about just things that you can do to feel better about a bad birth experience. And then we've got loads of resources. So on Make Birth Better on the website and also on our Instagram page, we share a lot of resources. And often it is just about talking, just talking about it, knowing that you're not on your own, that other people have experienced similar things and that you can feel better about it. That it doesn't have to stay with you kind of forever. That's amazing. That's really helpful. Also, just when somebody is ready to go to the GP, is how would you suggest they approach it? Just so they're not dismissed or because mm. obviously some GPs might not be aware or feel yeah. that this is this is a, a topic or or something that needs support with how would you suggest they approach their GP so that's why we did the crib sheets yeah. really so that people can print off the crib sheet saying what is birth trauma and take it with them to their GP oh, and say this is what I'm going through. This is the treatment that is recommended in the NICE guidelines, which are NHS England guidelines. Mm-hmm. Please, can you refer me on or some NICE, you know, the evidence-based trauma-focused treatments, which are in trauma-focused CBT or EMDR. Those are the two kind of current treatments of choice. People often do different things too. Other people find other things that work for them. Those are the two therapies that we know are more likely to do to have a positive outcome. Yeah. There are other treatments out there that are less evidence-based that some people might find really effective, other mm-hmm. people might find them they actually can make symptoms worse. So it's always worth being really cautious with trauma mm-hmm. and I, I think it's I'd quite like to just say as well that there are a lot of therapists out there who talk about trauma trauma is a bit of a buzzword at the moment okay mm-hmm. um, and it's something that for me as a psychologist who's worked with trauma for a long time mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm an expert in trauma because it's a really complex subject and it's really important that you know that the person that you're seeing has the appropriate qualifications to work with trauma yeah, of course, of course. Um, and also that they are appropriately supervised and they are using a therapy which is evidence-based because it is most of the time when you do trauma work you will have a positive outcome every so often you might find that actually there was a whole other trauma there that you didn't even know was there yeah yeah and it can feel really destabilizing for Mm -hmm. people so it's important that you're working with somebody who knows how to hold all of that and there are you know it's it's about kind of looking for people with the appropriate qualifications the appropriate background okay great well thank you for that i will definitely link obviously to make births better thank you're doing you. amazing work really appreciate as i said because as someone that it, it's definitely a personal topic for me i definitely want to spread the word also just spread the word more on how to heal yourself afterwards okay so thank you and i'm gonna you're so welcome <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Oh Shit Twins podcast. You can find me, Georgia Martell, on Facebook and Instagram at Oh Shit Twins. And please don't forget to like, share and subscribe.